Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Are down. Mass chaos. He needed something like this to kickstart a career rebuild. Austin Forkner wins. Welcome, everyone. Another episode of Title 24 presented by NBC Sports. I'm Ricky Carmichael. Got my co host, Ryan Villapoto. Uh, as always, before we get going, we got to thank our sponsors United Motorsports, Boxo USA, Quadlock, and Dunlop. Uh, happy to have you guys as partners and aboard and enjoying the ride with us. RV, uh, an epic race this week uh, in Detroit. Lots to talk about this week uh, on the episode. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the initial thoughts on the track, um, as we like to do on Title 24, is um, have a lot of fan reaction and, and, and engagement with them. Uh, How It's 91 says, what gets impacted most by racing short tracks? Uh, it was a short track for sure, RV. What do you think is the biggest impact when it's a short track like that? Well, I mean, I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, what do we have like a 40 mid 40 second ish lap time, I believe. Um, yep. Typically, yeah, you know, you get into lappers a lot quicker. And then I mm-hmm. think the other kicker part to that is, is the track breaks down more because you're doing more laps. It's not based on yep. 20 lap main events, 15 lap main events anymore. Right. We're based on time. So inside of that time, when you have a 45, 48 second lap time, you're able to do a lot more laps. So instead of it being a 20 lap main event, you might be 25, 26. I didn't actually look at that. I should have looked at that and see where we ended up with lap count. Um, but you just get way more wear and tear on the, on the track. Um, especially like we saw Detroit, um, pretty ruddy the track was breaking down and it wasn't a very technical track from, from, from just the, the, the build of the track, but it gets very technical. And these as riders Ruts. that we heard, with the presser. Yeah, exactly. With the ruts and the breaking down and, and some of those ruts eventually get so deep that you're dragging yeah. foot pegs and you got to really move around. So I think that's the biggest thing when you, you know, when, when it is a shorter lap time, you hit lappers quicker and the track breaks down a lot more. Good question. Uh, how it's 91. Appreciate the, uh, appreciate the question. So that's awesome. We're going to switch it up this week. Uh, on the pod, all you loyal listeners that listen to us every week, uh, as you know, we normally start with the 450 and we break that down, but we're going to reverse it, uh, today, uh, for today's episode and talk about 250 first. So, uh, really excited about that United Motorsports moment of the night. I think this needs to be noticed is, um, 
is Austin Forkner. Incredible win. Um, I talked about it, um, you know, on the broadcast. It doesn't come as a surprise. You can see right here, uh, for those of you just listening, we are watching a replay of Austin. I mean, number one, uh, historically, he's been a great starter his whole career. Um, the guy has always had a lot of speed. It's just making it to through the complete season has been really his, uh, his Achilles heel. And he hasn't been able to do that, uh, his whole professional career. So for me, this doesn't come at as a surprise. I'm stoked for him. I'm also stoked for, uh, uh, Mitch Payton and the whole crew at, uh, Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. They've, uh, they've had a rough go, uh, at rough go the last, you know, I mean, for a, for a while they have. But uh, your United Motorsports moment of the night this week goes to uh, Austin Forkner in an incredible win. Um, take it away, RV. Like, there's a lot that uh, has changed in his program. You can talk about yep. it. And, uh, like, is this a, for a couple things? What do you think about the change? Was it surprising to you? And what, do you like where he's at? And, like, what are you looking for in Austin Forkner. Well, I mean, I, I, uh, look, the, the guy's been in the, man, I think I heard on the broadcast and correct me if I'm wrong, but he's been, been out there for eight seasons already. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, that's a long time and, uh, especially in the 250 class. Right. But as we saw, he's had some really, really rough years. Um, a lot of it was self-inflicted. A lot of it, a, a fair amount of it was some, some bad luck, let's call it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the big, you know, big program change, you know, he's working with Rhino and, uh, look, we know Austin has the speed. He's always been one of the fastest guys at the test tracks on the weekends. Um, and I had heard, you know, like, uh, I think it was the presser that where he was saying, you know, like it's, it, we put the stopwatch away and we were really working on technique. Uh, and, and I do think that has helped, helped him. Um, I think, I think also him getting a little bit older, you know, getting more mature. Um, that has also helped, you know, uh, and, and look, I think he's, he, if he can, if he can have another, another two good races, I believe that he will, he'll be in this fight for, for a championship because I think number one mentally for him, he's gonna, you know, normally he starts it off with, with pretty disastrous, you know, mistakes. And if he knocked down a very first win, that's great, but we need to see, I would like to see a, a couple more out of him to really kind of solidify where he's at. You know, we had a huge first turn pileup, so it kind of, maybe it worked into his favor. But look, he got off the line first. He put himself in a great position, and he led led wire to wire every single lap. And uh, you know, you could see that he looked he looked comfortable even on that technical ruddy track. And uh, it was it was good to see because it's been a long time coming, man. I mean, to be honest, I wrote yeah. the guy off um, a couple years ago. Um, really? Yeah. I, yeah, I kind of did. did too. I kind of did too. Yep. So I, I, you know, and it's, so it's good to see that, you know, and it's good to see, I'm obviously very close with, with Mitch um, himself yep. and, yep. you know, I love to see, they've been on a, they've pro circuit team pro circuits had a very, very rough, rough, like, I don't know, maybe five, six, eight years. And it's nice to see, you know, Levi on the West and, 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 um, and Austin on the East, you know, kind of, Getting back to those winning ways that Pro Circuit's always had. It's been they've been in a major slump, man. 
Well, you think about a guy like Austin Fortner, too, very similar to Adam Ciancerulo's um, situation where they came up through the uh, Kawasaki Team Green program, which for those of you who don't know, that's uh, Kawasaki's amateur program, uh, you know, basically since these, these guys were six, seven, eight years old, okay? And they come up through there. So you think about the dollars uh, that these guys, this company has invested in these two athletes in particular and still haven't reached what I would say their full potential uh, for whatever reasons. Um, so, you know, it, it's probably, it, it, I, I'm, that's why, and I think for you too, RV, like I, that's why I'm happy for Mitch. I'm, I'm pumped for Kawasaki. Cause when you spend, you know, when you spend all this money and, and you support these riders, you want, you want to see it pay off in the long run. So I'm happy for them. I think the biggest thing for me, uh, I think I talked about it on the post race, uh, SMX insider post race show about what I'm looking for, for, for Austin is to see if he can close it out finally. I think he's going to be challenged uh, a bit more. I think for all intents and purposes and conversations on our on our show, RV, um, it was a game changer for everyone falling. It doesn't mean that he wouldn't have won. I'm not saying that, but you you know we got to do our job, and it just needs to be noted there were some guys that uh, could have possibly been uh, um, have challenged him. Uh, and not taking away the ride from Hymas or Anstey by any stretch, but uh, would love to see uh, you know more guys up front. So uh, great job, Austin. Uh, that's our United Motorsports moment of the night. Uh, if you haven't, check out unitedmotorsports.com. Remember, uh, you go there, uh, sign up. The first initial sign-up fee, you go to uh, unitedmotorsports.com slash title 24 there's a scan uh, barcode on there you can scan that it'll bring you right to the landing page uh, you get a 15 dollar credit then they are picking out one winner each week uh that will that signs up and they will get a 50 dollar credit that's one winner each week they'll be doing a lot of other stuff so uh great company uh so that's it and and just a fantastic a fantastic ride uh, by Austin. You know, one thing that I will say, RV, and I don't know if you saw something that I didn't, I never really saw a moment where I was like, oh man, he's going to go down. Like he seemed totally in control. He did. He, he totally did. And that's, I think a big, big thing that we, that's different for him. Um, and, and, and yeah, let's say it came from his program, came up, came from his, the switch to, to Rhino and, and, and putting the stopwatch down, right. And really just focusing on the, on the, on his technique and, 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 and staying in control, because like you said, right. I didn't see one moment of him out there where there was like, Ooh, sheesh, this is, you know, yeah. that was a close call. Um, it was a very, very solid ride. It wasn't at some blistering pace, you know, um, Chance kept him honest for, for, you know, uh, quite a Half while. Race. Yeah. 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 So, you know, kept him very honest. It was a really good ride from chance, you know? Um, but yeah. then, you know, Forkner did break away and he just rode a complete solid, solid race. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was good to see that because in the past um, moments were, were very um, normal for him to have on us, especially on a supercross track of, with, with that much technical, um, you know, the ruts being very technical and the track breaking down, uh, it's very easy to, to, to have those moments. Um, I know we'll talk about it. We'll get to video with Jet. Like he had a couple moments he talked about it in the press conference. Mm-hmm. So to have Austin come out and ride as, as solid as he did, it was, it was really good to see. Yep, for sure. Um, I think the biggest hot topic, um, I think across the board, 
outside of McAdoo. Uh, but it was that first turn crash in the uh, the box down bra- uh, box though breakdown uh, this week is the uh, 250 first turn crash. We had a ton of engagement from our listeners and viewers uh, this week. Uh, what our thoughts were and you know, like Monday morning quarterbacks and, 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 and how could we fix this and why wasn't the red flag um, thrown out. But uh, if you haven't yet, check out BoxoUSA.com. Uh, our Boxo breakdown this week is a 250 first turn crash. And, and we're watching right here in RV. We're going to break it down. We have multiple views. Myself, personally, I like this uh, head-on shot, kind of overhead uh, head-on shot. Really um, shows what happened um, step by step. And, you know, I'm going to let you I'm going to let you break it down from the top. And our producer, Aaron, is going to have to do some fancy footwork here. But, uh, man, that's a shot of Evan Ferry just getting absolutely pummeled uh, yeah, on the side. <laughs> oh, dude, I felt so bad for him. And uh, but anyhow, uh, Aaron, if you can roll the head on shot and RV, you take a crack at it and tell us uh, what went down. Yep. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Like right here, you know, so chance, it looks like he's, you know, got the, got a great jump and then, um, right. It was cut. I think it was four. It was a other PC rider, 63, um, yeah, Hamaker, McAdoo. Right? Yeah, yeah, McAdoo. Sorry. Yeah. And, um, man, they just, he, so that was the first kind of incident, right. Where, where yep. chance got the jump, did exactly what he was supposed to do. Cut over on those guys. So and, no harm, no foul, right? Right here, like chance. Again, you're cool with that. You're cool with yeah, that. I'm move. cool with that because, as you see right there, we have it stopped right now for the listeners that are actually watching or going to watch this. You got chance cutting off. Um, you got Hammaker there moving over, not cutting off, moving over. But right before that, we had the that uh, looks like um, it's a Yamaha next to him in the FXR gear. There, eighty nine, I think it is. They kind of had come together too, right? So. Um, right there, you can see Hammaker's way, uh, way out of balance. Um, yeah, he's McAdoo, out now. McAdoo, sorry guys, uh, way off balance. And then you have he saves it. Saves yeah, he it. saves it. So now move over to the inside, and you have Tom Vial, and you have Hammaker coming together. And that right there is what caused the entire pileup. You can see the motorcycle laid over, kicks um, Vial's bike, his rear rear of the bike Everyone out, and then it was just a full domino effect into that first turn. And I know we had a lot of um cody shock was uh 69 there so um i know we had a lot of listeners a lot of fans commenting how come they didn't red flag this race and um you know we we kind of discussed this prior uh there is no rule about how many riders go down into the first turn and we we talked about it and it's discrepancy of um you know ama can actually red flag the race so can so can supercross uh, or, or um so can um Asterix mobile medical unit, or sorry, a Alpenstar's mobile medical unit, um, depending on if people are actually in the race, if it's affecting the race, everybody got up. A lot of the guys were actually off the track, piled up into the, into the, into the tough blocks there. So, um, is it a bummer? Is it a huge shakeup? 100%. Um, but we can't just pull a rule out of, out of thin air and say, okay, because half the field went down. Um, we're going to uh, red flag this race, right? So yeah, um, yeah. I think the call was 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 acceptable. Um, if I was Austin Forkner or anybody up in that top three, I would I would have been like, show me the rule, right? I would have been very upset if that were to happen. Um, <laughs> right. But man, it took down some major. It took some heavy hitters down. It took yeah. uh, Hammaker. It took uh, it took um, McAdoo. It took Deegs down. Um, 
I mean, Romano, it took, it took, yeah. Skull, it took a it, Tom Vial. Yeah. I mean, it took a massive chunk out of out of the field. But yeah. th- that's that's kind of the way it is, you know. On those on those left handers, and and the way you're coming into that first turn, it sometimes it is avoidable, um, you know, by paying attention to what's happening and making those split second decisions. To me, this one on the inside there, where it started with Tom and and uh, and Hamaker, there was really not. They just come blowing across the track and uh, blindsided a lot of those guys, which that's really nobody's fault. Yeah, hopefully um, RV gave it uh, gave you guys some clarity, or uh, you know, on on the situation. Why wasn't the red flag thrown? Uh, should it have been thrown? Listen, it's not at uh, our, you know, we don't make the rules. Um, I think it was the right call. I mean, again, to be clear, in this case, everyone was up and mobile and a clear path for the bikes to uh, traverse around. And on a flat surface, it's posed minimal risk to the advance advancing riders. That's why uh, the red flag was not was not thrown in, in this situation. Is it discretional sometimes? Of course it is. And, uh, you know, I think if the if the track kind of I think you, you talked about it, RV, if the track was jammed up and clogged up, possibly they would have thrown the red flag. So hopefully that gives you some sort of clarity. Again, I know some of y'all ain't going to uh, uh, <laughs> you're not going to agree with that, but it is what it is. Um, that leads me to a, a question, and my mind escapes me. I was looking through our fan questions, RV, and I, I'm bummed that uh, I didn't remember the person who asked this. But um, uh, one of our fan questions, RV, asked, uh, the metal grates, do you think that the metal grates and it making, a, making it a bit even for everyone else coming out of the gate – do you think that's why so many guys are stacked up on each other and there's not enough uh, difference in between riders or, or not? Not. I mean, look, I, we'll, 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 I'll have Aaron run that 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 uh, that um, replay Start. one more time. Look how I uh, yes, that's one. But there's a lot of guys dropping back. You got Hamaker already uh, fallen, fallen back. Deegan was back. Uh, Deegan screwed Deegan up. Back. You know, look at look right there. If we stop it right there, look at the field. Um, that isn't that isn't twenty two riders coming into the gate all at, or into the first turn all at the same time, right? You got you have some guys on the very inside, way far back. You got some guys on the outside that are far back, and they're, they're in the yep. middle too. You have some, you know, Pierce Brown is right in the middle, and he's he's not dead last, but as for the middle of the of the field, he's like dead last in the middle of the field there, like. Um, I know that was a topic last year, like the greats and this and that, you know, like, does it, does it make it more, it, does it make it easier for everybody to get a good start? Well, right there, you just saw not everybody came into there the you first go. turn. They start to break apart. Look at, they're already breaking apart. You got Pierce Brown, you got, um, uh, up there. Yeah. And the, these guys are already starting to, to get their, you know, pull away or drop back letting off because of, Hey, I don't have the wheel. These guys all have the wheel on me. So you ha- I have to break away. I have to give way for, for the riders that do have control. And even another shot there we have, they're really starting to, 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 to fall back um, because they have to give way for the rider that has the grip in front of them or the front tire in front of them. So um, you know, I, Look, consistency is key, meaning if outdoors has greats and Supercross has greats, that's great. I don't like to see dirt on outdoors and, and great in Supercross. If, it, if, we're, if we're running greats, we run greats everywhere. 
Uh, Gavin underscore Angel asked that. Dude, good stuff. So the question, his original question was, do you think the starting great had anything to do with the first term pile up with all the guys getting near perfect traction? Seems like it would have caused more bikes in the first turn, resulting in more crashes. So great. Um, RV, is on, he's on it today. Uh, I think you're going to love later on in the show what he's got to, uh, how he's going to break a few things down. It's going to be epic. So you got to stay tuned uh, on the 450 breakdown. It's going to be good. I, um, I, I kind of agree with you, RV. I think fr- from a certain standpoint, I think that the metal grates do help the guys get off evenly um, over the gate. But in this particular uh, re, um, situation with a 90-degree first corner, I think that these guys are fighting so hard to get the, you know, to get the wheel on their competitor, especially in a 90-degree corner, that uh, they just got a little excited. You know, I think, um, you know, Hammaker. I think at, at one stage when uh, Henry Miller started to like close in on him, he kept the gas on and for just a split second too much. And when I talk about split second, dude, I'm talking like a foot maximum to Mm -hmm. to two and right, right here. So right there, you see max. So right there, he should have let off. Like right when max started to close him down, if you can go back just one more, one more click right here, he has, in my opinion, okay, he McAdoo, pardon me, (laughs) hammocker, should have rolled out a little bit right here. I just, I, I, I feel like it. He was getting squeezed out. He holds on to it. I appreciate him wanting to do the best that he can, but then he collides with Miller and then looks like his handlebar maybe hit the seat or maybe jersey of Vial, and then the rest is history. Is it a popular opinion? I don't know. That's what I think happened. These guys are fighting for it. I understand that sometimes you got to be a you got to be mindful and dude, just yeah. take your pill, right? Yeah, take your totally. pill, dude. Yeah, take totally. And I, and that, that's, you know, to the great thing is like, it only makes, if you go back to dirt starts, like it was when we were in super, like when, when I raced in supercross and, and same as you, Ricky, like it puts that much more emphasis on, on your lap time and practice being in the top three to top five, because sometimes, um, you know, we'll use Phoenix, for example, we're, we're heading into Phoenix. And there's a lot of times there might be only three good gates. And what I mean by three good gates, three or, you know, it might be three gates that have traction and and a a lot of the other ones are blue groups. So it definitely takes and puts a lot more emphasis on, on your lap times during practice, locking in inside the top five, um, you know, for your gate pick. So now being that we are using greats, you know, you can be within, if you're top eight, that's, you know, any, anything kind of inside the box, you're pretty dialed in with the great, you know? So, um, I do think it makes the, the starting more, uh, a little more even, but I also think, I also think by having the great, you, you have a better chance of pulling, you can pull a whole shot from the outside where if you go to Phoenix and you have a 90 degree turn like that, and, and over half the gates are blue groove behind where the rear tire sits and you just spin, you know, that, that as a racer, when you go up and you're like, dude, there's only three good gates, that kind of sucks to see. So yes, it does. It does even out the playing field with the great, but, um, these riders are, are, are well, well, uh, you know, capable of seeing these things kind of happen. And like you said, holding the throttle on a split second too long can get you into, into trouble sometimes. Do you, uh, do you think, um, this comes from Rich Lane. He put on the uh, incredible Title 24 live uh, live show last week at Anaheim. He asks, should Supercross get rid of the whole shot device? Let me ask you this. 
you answer his question, and do you think that the whole shot device makes a bigger impact uh, on these guys coming out so evenly, especially the first 10 feet? Uh, do you think that makes more of a difference than the greats do? whole shot 100 percent. i mean with the horsepower these bikes have today um if you don't have if you do not have a starting device on your motorcycle uh and look if you did if you had all all 22 motorcycles um then you're all on an even playing field but with the horsepower these these motorcycles have and the torque they have it is it's very very hard to get off the line without a starting device to be honest um you so think- you you don't think they should get rid of it I, I mean, do I think they should get rid of it? I can't answer it. Should they, or should they not? It's, de- it would definitely like literally change, um, so m- the dynamic so much if you got rid of, if you got rid of the starting. <laughs> it would definitely, the, the starting technique, it would be fun to see which rider and which teams could react to the different technique that it would take to get off the metal grade. Oh yeah, it, it, fans, anybody that wants to know, just just type it into the to, into the old tube into YouTube and go back and look at some early 90s races before <laughs> they started. I mean, the bikes come instead of going launching off the gate straight, they go up and they pop a wheelie and then they set it back down and the, yeah, definitely they're going a lot slower into the first turn um than uh than than we do today. But also too, without a starting device, I think you see your first turn crashes or your crashes maybe would be a lot closer out of the gate because as soon as you mm-hmm. pop a wheelie off the, off a grate or even the dirt, like you're going to go sideways a lot of the time. A lot of us aren't very tall. You know, there's only one Benny mm-hmm. Bloss out there. That's, you know, that's pushing the height that he's pushing, you know, like a lot of us have short legs and we're not very tall. So when you get off, uh, you know, off kilter right out of the gate, you're going to be banging bars right out of the gate. Um, with no starting device. I mean, anytime you start a motorcycle without a starting device, that starting device, you tend to go sideways pretty much every time. I mean, I do because I'm just so short, and I know you will too, Ricky. Like, just oh, it's yeah. very hard to keep that motorcycle going straight without without a starting device. Yep, um, that's the Boxo breakdown for the week. That's uh, that was a lot. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy what we had to say. Uh, I love chopping it up on that on that stuff. I don't like 90 degree first corners myself personally. Um, I just, they narrow up so much. And then like, if one, one little thing goes wrong, the, the margin of error is just so high, um, compared to a nice 180 sweeping corner. So, uh, yeah, because obviously you come in there so fast, right? It's almost, it's a little dog leg essentially from, from, from our standpoint, from the racer standpoint, you're looking at, you're standing on the gate, you're sitting on your motorcycle and you're looking and you can really drive that motorcycle into a 90 degree turn where, like you said, a 180, you got to come in, you got to check it up and you got to get that motorcycle turned. Well, right here, you can see them all racing in there. So this turn was definitely a a technical turn, you know, like when it comes to staying out of trouble because everybody's coming in there. And then at the the last second, everybody's fading and that's without connecting and and collecting bars and jerseys and things like that. Mm So um, definitely a a technical first turn, you know, you got to put yourself in, in a great position like Austin did get up front, make sure you're, you're staying out of, out of all that trouble and all that chaos in the back. And, um, so that you can have a you can have a solid race. Yep. Um, Hayden Deegan, um, dude, he was looks like he was pretty fired up uh, a couple times. Um, I saw him giving the uh, California California howdy, uh, going 
<laughs> not right there. It's hard to tell there. Thought looks like he uh, threw up a deuce sign. Kind kind of yep. hard to tell. His bike is torched. Uh, yep. There yeah, you right go. There. Yeah, right that was. Uh, that was I, I. I don't know. I think he should have maybe watched the replay first. Uh, you know, it wasn't Vial's fault. I had heard that he was flicking off Vial. That's. I'm just passing the trash. That's what I heard, RV. Um, I could understand his frustration. Um, So G underscore wine asks, is Danger Boy still in the title fight with such a short series? Uh, He only got six points. Uh, What what do you think? I mean, it's definitely, definitely tough. Um, You know, with with a short series like this, you know, it definitely, it puts him under the the microscope for sure. Um, There you go. So points. Yeah, we have the points right here. Uh, let's see. I don't even. He's not in the even, top ten. Not even in the top ten. So Chance Hymas with a tenth is thirteen down. So um, have to see if we can pull up his where after outside the top ten. Oh, so at nineteen down is what Aaron is saying. He's nineteen yeah. points down. Um, that is a that's a that's a mountain to climb. You know that's a, that is with a short series like this. Obviously, we know we can see he's running a Mobius wrist brace on, I think, his right hand, I think. I thought it was his right. Yeah. Um, left, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe left. Well, regardless, one of his wrists, obviously, we know coming in with a, with with an injury. Left hand, left hand, uh, he's wearing the brace on. Um, you know, it sounds like he didn't have a ton of riding um, coming into the season uh, because of that injury. So now to be 19 points down. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a tough battle for him. He's going to have to do a lot of winning and, and be very consistent. Right. So, and then have some, have some favors given to him, you know, having some mistakes by these other riders, he did stay out on the track, but as you can see, we're watching the replay of him, his right throttle hand bar was bent down tremendously. Um, the average person probably wouldn't have stayed out there, but because right. Hayden is a championship guy, he knows he's a championship cha- championship guy. He thinks he's going to win this championship too. Every yeah. point counts, right? So, well, um, I, I mean, I do. We, we're sitting here talking about it after the first round, RV, and I'm surprised that he salvaged six points straight mm-hmm. up. Like, because once we saw it, like we didn't really watch him much on the broadcast, so I, you know, I only saw what every all the viewers saw. And I didn't even know that he salvaged six points until right now. So uh, that, uh, you know, we we might be looking back come Salt Lake City time and be like, dang, that was a it's a good Only thing a- that he got that. So now to, to RV's point, he's um, he's pretty much in a much situation. Uh, he's going to have to have some luck for sure. And, yeah, I'm just repeating what RV said. He's, he's going to have to have some luck. He's going to have to he's going to have to win. And we're just going to have to watch it play out. That's that's the cool thing about it. So uh, he's going to have to perform, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Charlton74 asked, do you think this couple-week uh, break is good for Deegan's wrist and also his mentality? I know I Myself, personally, I think his mentality is fine, certainly better uh, if the wrist is, is really bothering him. It's hard to tell. I know he took some time off. Uh, his dad, Brian, talked to Will Christian before the race, um, and, he, and he wasn't able to ride for three to four weeks because of the bad wrist. Uh, the team gave him the option because it was a consideration that he might not race this race, take it off and then come to uh, what would be Arlington is their next race in two weeks time, uh, mm-hmm. three weeks time, maybe no, two weeks time uh, to no, three weeks. That's right. Cause we got uh, what is it? Glendale week off then Arlington. Yep. So three Saturdays. Um, 
I, I think he'll, I, I, I don't think his mentality is messed up myself. Personally. No, no, no. I, 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 to, I don't think so either with the mentality side. I think he's very, very mentally strong. I think that having a weekend off to kind of regroup, obviously all these guys after, after their first debut, right. At Detroit being their first series race, um, you know, they're going to probably go back, make some changes to the motorcycle, uh, improve it on, on some of the stuff that they, that they needed to improve on after mm-hmm. racing those conditions. I'm sure there's some things that they want to, they want to improve on. Um, yep. but like, to the risk too, you know, I think having a little more time for him, if he's now, you know, Monday through Friday, riding his motorcycle when, and, you know, call it four weeks ago, he was off the motorcycle. Um, yep. I think that can be better for him. That that can work into his favor, but he's going to have to make some stuff happen because 19 points down with seven races left is, is going to be uh, an uphill battle. At Delta, we know Mike NHC prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. I love my cat, Tiger. And as my best friend, we speak our own language. What's that? You love your litter. He does, because I use Fresh Step Outstretch Litter. It absorbs 50% more waste and odor and requires less changing compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Less changing means more time playing. <laughs> right, Tiger? That's a yes. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Cat Litter in the pet aisle. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. That's it for Deegan. Thanks for the uh, questions on Deegs. Uh, Anstey, dude, he, so there was a lot of chatter throughout the uh, off season, how well he was doing at the test track. And I, I'm a, I'm an Anstey fan. I feel like his, uh, his, his career has been rejuvenated. He's gotten a second chance, especially on this firepower Honda team, jumping back down to the 250 class. Massive kudos to uh, Chance Hymas. Love seeing that. I, I'm not sure what happened. I guess he fell on the last lap. He ended up 10th, so that sucks for him. But he rode mm. great. And then, I mean, Anstey was dogging him, dude. He was all over him. And um, he um, he did really well, withstood the pressure, and just really looked like he focused in, on hitting his marks. And when Anstey was going to pass him, he was going to pass him. Great job, Chance. Uh, can't wait to see you in uh, Arlington. Uh, Anstey. I, I think it, had he gotten by um, Hymas a little earlier, I think that maybe he could have challenged um, Austin um, possibly for the win. Uh, we'll never know. But I, was, um, I wasn't surprised by Anstey's ride. How about were, were you or no? I mean, he, look, last year breakout for him, like, right. Oh, yeah. He rode phenomenal last year and he's, and he's kept it going. Right. So, I think that's what's really cool. Yeah, he's 30 years old, um, and like you said, kind of rejuvenated his career last year. Uh, the way he's riding, the consistency he has, the speed he has, um, I think 
I think he has, uh, I think he's going to be in this title chase yep. um, to the end. Uh, I don't know if he's going to, is able to win the championship, but he'll be in this fight till the end. And, uh, and nonetheless, I'm kind of looking for, you know, at watching him ride and, and his consistency and his maturity now, as he's a little bit older and this, you know, rejuvenation of his career, like where can he go next year into the 450 class? If he decides to go up or if he, I, I don't know exactly what it is, if he's going to, I haven't heard the rumblings. I'm just speculating. Yeah, man, where with, with two new teams coming in, you know, with triumph coming in and we have Ducati also, it's opening up some more positions for, for guys like Max right now that when he does go up to the 450, like I think he can be, he can be, I'm not going to say a threat for wins in the 450 class, but he's, a, he's going to be a factory bike on, in a, in the top 10, you know, I think around that eight through 10th, you know, the way he's riding right now. So I think it's really cool to see um, the guy gives some of the best interviews in, in our sport. Love to hear him talk on the podium and uh, you know, I looking forward to see what he can do um, you know, his next round. Yeah, he, um, he did. <laughs> he, he, he is so fun. He did awesome. I think to your point, having another year in the 250, continuing to build that confidence and, in, in RV, you know how it is when you run up front like that, you just, you, 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 you build so much as a person and it gives you that inner confidence that, that you need. And hopefully he can pay that forward. I think it'd be, I mean, could you imagine if you, you talked about the other manufacturers triumph, you got beta, you got Ducati as well. They'll be hopping into the 450 stuff. I believe next year as well, both all these manufacturers, well, beta is already there. Uh, but I think it'd be cool if um, Anstey was on triumph. He's a, he's, you know, British company having a British yeah, right. uh, rider. That'd be, yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Um, Benick, dude. So I was watching Benick and, uh, he ended up third, uh, fantastic rookie debut for that guy. He rode superb all night. And what I was blown away with RV is like watching him like in practice, he never really had any scary moments. He was just, just kind of like putting in his laps, honestly, not overriding, and he was well deserved of this uh, of this finish. It was uh, I wouldn't say it was surprising, but mm-hmm. I loved his demeanor and how he looked like he had been racing Supercross for many many years, dude. Exactly, yeah. You know, I go back to um, Futures last year in New York. I believe he yeah. was on the podium in that. He might have actually he might have won it, but um, he looked okay. He didn't. He wasn't. I wasn't like wow, this kid coming out of amateur on, on, on stars bike, um, is going to be a, a, you know, a threat. You know, I didn't, I didn't look at, I didn't see that last year at, at with the futures rounds that, that we did, um, that I got to see. So, but to your point coming out here at Detroit, he, he looked, I don't want to use the word veteran, but he was solid for a rookie, um, on that technical track on that, Mm -hmm. on those dirt conditions. Um, he just he did he came there and did what he, he did what he was supposed to do kept his head down stayed out of trouble and yep. landed himself his first race on the podium um, very very impressive uh, I think mo- I would say most improved from what I saw from last year to to this year out of out of anybody like he he on this East Coast anyways he he definitely surprised me when I when I was watching the broadcast um, you know I, I didn't expect Dax to be up in the top, you know, on the, on the podium, I expected Dax to be in the top 10, um, and have a, have a good race, 
but not a great race, you know, just because of, you know, rookie first, first, first real supercross race, first, um, real season. Um, so he, he, um, surprised me and, uh, you know, I think he's, he's going to be good. I think he's going to be really good. If he can keep this, keep this trajectory where he's going and, and riding like he's riding very, um, very, uh, mature is what I saw. Yep. Yep. He did. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable how well he did and the composure that he had and just how he was just so focused on him on himself. I felt like, so I, I expect he's going to continue to get that build confidence each and every week as he's in these situations. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch these young rookies progress. Uh, some other notables, Jalik Swole, uh, mm-hmm. sixth place, uh, Cody shot. Great job as well. Yeah. Uh, four. And, uh, yeah, there was a, uh, Jalik Swole, dude, he had to he had to work for it. He got punted off the track by Pierce Brown in the heat race. Uh, not sure what that was all about, but yeah, Brown. I mean, he went up the track, crossed the uh, <laughs> across the rut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I yeah. I'm not sure what happened. I had asked the uh, team guys at Triumph, like, were they beefing before this? And they're like, no, it just kind of came out of nowhere. So that that was interesting to see. So he had to work to get uh, transfer from the heat to the main event he did that and then he went down um uh in that first turn and uh kind of fought up through there got a few gifts here and there but at the end of the day uh, i think it was a solid run for him a solid uh performance for the team hated to see uh, uh evan go down in the first corner um but um solid solid debut for these guys um i agree you know, I, I was very right? um imp- yeah i was very impressed with um you know i mean just watching you know i mean he rode well right but um he's been in this game for a little while so it's not not something new for him but it's it's brand new platform that you guys have um that triumph has and and the bike looks really good um i i think for those conditions very first race out and on this on this type of stage um it was a very very good starting point for for the team um i i'm impressed with the motorcycle it it's a it's a good looking motorcycle too um, so I only think there's, uh, it's only up from here for, for, for those guys in the team, you know, and, and once they get their feet really under themselves, uh, because I'm sure there was a lot of unknowns coming into this, you know, you can, you can, you can try to unturn every rock out there and, and make sure you're prepared, but until you get out, out there and in these conditions under this pressure, um, you don't really know where you stand. So I thought it was a, it was a, it was a great showing for, for, for triumph. And, and, and I think that we're, like I said, when they when they really get their feet under themselves, get a couple races and figure this out, I think they're they're a reckoned to be uh you know a force to be reckoned with. Who uh for the two hundred and fifty class, who gets the uh, um, hanging it all out award for the hardest ride? <laughs> Cameron McAdoo, baby. <laughs> Dude. Put it all on the line. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what oh, he did. I, hey, Cameron, um, if you listen to the show, we want to commend you, brother. Uh, you have taken it like a champ. Maybe you're looking down there doing an assessment like, uh-oh, uh, we, got, we got a problem here, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, this is a PG-rated show. It is. Uh, yeah, it's not an X-rated show. So we have to uh, tiptoe lightly of what we show on here, what we're going to talk about on here and in our wording. But uh, 
uh, I, I, before we never talk, seen before, never seen this before ever in this, in the history. I mean, like, of what do you guys want us to, yeah. Like, what do you want us like, what do you want us to say you guys? Like, I mean, I mean, so, Hey, I, I, I want to ask you this. And, uh, Mark Ogden 88 asks if what happened to McAdoo happens to you, are you pulling over? Um, no, 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 you can't, you can't, and, and <laughs> you, can. no. you can't, you can't, you cannot pull over. Obviously, um, everything was intact. Um, there was, you know, other than his pants, um, everything was intact and everything was okay. Um, but, uh, Cameron considers himself uh, a championship threat and, you know, we know he's capable of winning races. He's done it before. Um, you know, he's, he's got to keep himself out of trouble, which obviously that didn't happen, um, for a lot of guys in that first turn. So no, you, you got, you have to salvage every, um, you have to salvage every point you can. So like I said, everything was intact with him on his, on his body other than his pants. So yeah, you got to stay out there. I mean, yeah, dude, you got to, especially champion to your point, RV, like what RV's saying, he considers himself as a uh, championship guy. He is, you look at the speed, um, he's, he's there. So unfortunately you just gotta, you gotta bite, you gotta bite the bullet and go out there and it's going to be what it's going to be. Take it like a champ. I, in my mind, he's the people's champ, dude. Like he's taking it well, seen memes about him and uh i mean you just got to own it like that's what he's been doing and uh, i hate that for him right but is i always feel like he's where there's always some hot topic about him i always go back to that crash at uh atlanta motor speedway that he had but i mean look at adam look at ac uh i mean ken roxon chiming in yeah, own, owning it proudly, Kenny says. Yeah, no, it's hey man, it's uh, this will go down in history. It'll be talked about. Um, you know, I wonder if the poor guy had a little chafing. Yeah, I, I mean, you just wonder. Hopefully, there was no damage. Uh, most importantly, I mean, dude, yeah, I better get it. We better get off of the subject. Yeah, before we, yeah. have to, we have to go to the principal's office with our producers. So, uh, I'm cold for you, Cam. Um, respect the heck out of you for uh, continuing to go on. It just shows your determination and, and the type of competitor that you are. I hate that it happened to anyone, especially yourself. Um, dude, that's a lot. We just talked for about 43 minutes, bro, on the, <laughs> on the uh, 250 class. Yeah. So, so you guys that's listening to the show or you guys that are watching the show, I mean, like everybody in the, in the industry, I'm sure that, uh, I mean, we were going back and forth of every single slang or sentence that you could use of like throwing it out there or, you know, man, it really, that was a bleep uh, ride or performance. Yeah, we were, we were doing it, having, having a blast. So uh, definitely a talking point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was hilarious. Moving on, Detroit 450 uh, recap. Jet Lawrence back on top of the box. Uh, certainly a few scary moments. Remember, y'all, when uh, I was telling you, hey, RV had some great insight and what uh, what he was going to talk about uh, on a couple of the scary moments, a gnarly scary moment for uh, Jet. Um, Aaron, go ahead and roll this. So, so Jet says he hits neutral here. 
take it away, champ. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, yes. Jet said he, he, said had he hit. hit neutral. You calling the man a liar? Um, I, I'm calling maybe a little BS. I don't know. I don't see the neutral hit. And this is why I, I you know, I, and maybe he did. I can't, I wasn't on the motorcycle, but I'm going to call it how I see it. Look, he comes in his right-hander. He dabs his foot right here for the folks watching. And then he dabs it right here on the takeoff. And when you grab your, and when you dab your foot on a takeoff, if anybody's done it, um, it's something that your that your body's not expecting, um, and then when you do that, it can it definitely wants to throw the rotation of the motorcycle forward. And why I don't think he hit neutral is when he did land up on top of the tabletop, he was able to just kind of squirt off with the front wheel up and you know kind of get recover. Um, but yeah, very very scary moment there. Those can end in tears pretty easily because easy, he could have dabbed that foot and almost went into a knack-knack. It could have flipped his foot off and over, over the seat. Um, the rotation of the motorcycle, like I said, was, was, was floating forward. And he also came up a little bit short, you know, because the motorcycle's front wheel was down instead of it being up and kind of landing up on top of the, on the tabletop, like, like it should, um, dabs the foot again right here. We're watching it again. Dabs it in the turn right there. And then he dabs it right there on the take up. I think that's what caused him to get into that rotation. Um, it looks to me like he's going too fast. And anytime anybody, anybody that has hit neutral on any jump, it's an immediately immediate stop. Like you're going over the bars. Um, when yeah, you hit you're at the rotation forward rotation, right? Yeah. The forward to me, it looks like everything is still moving forward the cause of the the problem was, was him hitting his foot on top of the jump. That's the one we have. I know he talked in the presser that he had two major moments. This is the one that I thought was, was pretty gnarly. Um, and, yeah. You know, right. He was able to save it and, and, and yeah. um, you know, keep his, keep his, uh, keep it up on two wheels and, and end up standing on top of the podium, which, you know, he's had a couple, couple last couple of weeks have been a little bit rough. Uh, so it was good to see him back up there, but by, but by no means was it just a flawless, flawless race. No. And you know what? I was watching, uh, Weege's, uh, little post-race, uh, download that he does when he walks through the pits, uh, with his, with this camera and he talked to, uh, uh, Dazzy and, uh, I, I really liked what Dazzy said, RV. And I think you would have been the same way as well. He's like, yeah, it was a win. Obviously they love winning the, winning the races, but at the same time, he's like, I mean, really, he didn't do anything spectacular, uh, and it wasn't a great race. That mistake, um, I'm sure he was referencing that. There was a, a few moments, uh, he, you know, that I can't remember verbatim what he said, but he's like, yeah, it wasn't the best race. He did what he did. He, he you know, he executed the start, went and won the race, but he could have been better. Um, again, I'm not saying verbatim what Dazzy said. And I, I like that. I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you were like this, but I was like this sometimes RV, like you just have these rides where you're like, ah, just, yeah, I won. That's great. But it was, I'm better than what, uh, what I showed tonight, even with the, even with the win. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I respect that out of Dazzy. I mean, and I look back at the ride. Yeah, he did. He did great. It was cool to see him win, but it was really just kind of nonchalant win for me, I think. Yeah. 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 I think I definitely, there's, there's jets got, uh, I don't want to say more in the tank for speed wise, but he's, he's capable of, of a better ride than that. More consistent, um, you know, less mistakes. We've seen his perfect rides in the past and I wouldn't say that was a perfect ride. I think that was a good ride, but nonetheless, 
you know, you stand on top of the box, you get those points. Um, and that's really what it's all about, right? It doesn't matter how you win it by how much, how pretty it was. You stand yeah. on top of the box, you get those th- added three points compared to from, from second place uh, to first, right? Those are the th- those are the things you need. That's the critical, critical yeah. mass that you have to have. You got it, you know, ending up on the podium there. And now he's one point out of, of the lead. Um, definitely recovered well from, from, you know, from the start of the season uh, or from set from round two um, till now. Right. So um, interesting to see, we're going to Phoenix um, much different track conditions than what we just saw at Detroit. Right. It's going to be, it should be more of the blue groove, hard pack. Fast. And, uh, super fast. fast. Yep. yep. Faster track. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think jets, uh, Jets riding really well right now. So, you know, these guys are going to have to keep him honest. They're going to have to keep him honest every single weekend um, and not give him an inch because if you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. Yeah. Um, Got to thank a new partner this year, tagging along Title 24, Dunlop Tires. We appreciate you guys. Best tire in the business. I saw that uh, one of the riders in the premier class, Dylan Ferrandis, switched and was using uh, Dunlops this week. So uh, I'm feeling like he's had, get, gaining an advantage there. I don't know that his result spoke for that, but uh, he, he has decided to go at the leader in uh, tires in this series, and that's Dunlop. So for our Dunlop due diligence section of the of the podcast, uh, we're going to break down some riders, uh, Chase Sexton, Cooper Webb, Eli Tomac. Um, dude, I wanted to give uh, Eli the benefit of the doubt. What, what in the world do you think happened there? Like just straight up arm pump or what? I haven't, I like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to call yeah. him or text him and ask him, be like, dude because i don't want to be disrespectful you know like yeah definitely a rough i mean puts himself in a good position off the off the line right drops back in behind chase right here we're watching the replay into you know he dropped into third um and now we're seeing kenny go around the outside definitely you know i i'm only i'm gonna i'm gonna pull this stuff out of the air right because i haven't talked to eli um and i haven't talked to uh any one of his you know personnel on his on his team but uh i I have two theories, and and okay, one of my no and my two theories are that um, is he you know does he have a little bit of uh, nagging you know injury from from the Achilles, um, mm-hmm. and then the other big big one here, which I don't know if if everybody's going to love it, is has his mentality changed from the old Eli um, from last year, and the reason why I say that is is you know it's 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 different being at 30 30 years old 30 30 31 um mm-hmm. two kids you you had that all that off season time of of the rehab and, and 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 not even thinking about a motorcycle just being a dad and a wife and 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 being at home right and sure you're training and you're you're doing your things you're doing your rehab you're trying to you're 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 staying fit you're staying ready for when you are able to swing the leg over the motorcycle again but that doesn't mean that this hasn't changed, you know, his mentality up in his head of like, do I really want to hang it out this much? You know, mm-hmm. um, those are, that's my two theories. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he can rebound. Um, but man, that was that performance from basic, you know, from third back to, I think 12 was his yeah. finish. No, he, uh, he ended up, he ended up getting 10th. 
Did he I, end up I think 10th? he went all the way down to 11th, I think. Okay. Don't hold me that. I do know this much. He got lapped. Yep. Yep, he did. Um, and I, I, You know, there was a stat that said he hadn't been off the podium since 19, maybe, I thought I heard. Um, I don't know if that's correct, but you know, that's not the, that's not the Eli we know. Right. So, um, you know, we all have these questions in our head from the fans to, to even us as ex racers, um, you know, what, what has changed or it, was it just an off night, right? Those are the three things. Mentality change. Is he dealing with the nagging, the nagging injury of, of his leg? Did he maybe hurt it during the week? Did, was that track tough on his, on his Achilles? Um, or was it just an off night? I, I can't answer that. Um, I'm hoping yeah. that we're going to see a different Eli here coming into, into Phoenix, but yeah. nonetheless, it was, that was it. That was a, that he took it to the chin. Um, yeah, Saturday. he did dude. Like, I mean, we've all been tight, you know, when I say tight arm pump and like, Oh, I mean, dude, like what? He was second, right? Wasn't he second? Second or third? Then he gets well, yeah, mad. Uh, and he, he I mean, was listen. second. Didn't start straight. Basically, around the, through the first rhythm section, Chase went up the inside, and then he 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 solidly had third the first first lap. Well, the the like it's it's been known. Yeah, there he goes. Uh, watching the replay, actually, Sexton got by him really quick yep. there on the uh, second corner in that one eighty. So it was third. Um, I forgot about Sexton getting by him there that that early, but um, it it's crazy because Eli. You know, and he said this, so I'm not I'm not just, you know, making up anything that when he's not comfortable and this happened at Tampa last year, I think he ended up. What was it? Fifth. And that was a tough, tough night uh, for a couple of reasons. It was super slippery and the rain was intermittent. So, Mm -hmm. you know, not knowing what, you know, what the dirt was going to give you or what you could get away with, uh, vice versa. Uh, those are tricky conditions to ride on. So, and he even said, he's like, dude, I didn't feel great. And, you know, I felt, you know, that I just needed to get through the night. And then he went on a run after that. That's kind of like when he started to go backwards, I'm like, ah, he just, you know, he's must have arm pump. And those conditions, as you know, RV, uh, are super hard to ride when it's ruddy like that. The rhythm lanes aren't that long and, you know, the jumps aren't flowing well because of the ruts. It's super hard to hold on to your motorcycle and you feel sketchy. But when he kept going back and kept going back and kept going back, I just, I'm like, is there something wrong with the motorcycle? Just because a guy like that, you know, you just don't, even with the worst of arm pumps, you don't go back that far. So that's the problem, right? Like <clears throat> being smart and being a smart and a veteran racer, you know, and, and taking, you know, falling on your sword and getting a fifth, like you said, mentioned last year, like that's a smart decision, but going that fifth is still a commendable result. If you're, if you're not all in it for, for that weekend, not feeling comfortable, have arm pump, you're riding tight. You're still in, you're still kind of in the game, but 10th, you know, with these guys, with Jet winning and Chase getting second, you know, second uh, at Detroit, like yeah. your points yeah. are starting to run away from you, right? So a tenth was is is definitely not where you want to be because you know it's a, you're 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 forfeiting so many points. So um, that's it's overboard, dude. Know. Straight yeah. up, it's overboard. It's overboard, dude. Yeah, it's tough. You know, so we he's if Eli wants to keep this baby alive, he's he's gonna have to go like you said he's gonna have to rebound and he's gonna have to go on a run here 
of, yeah. of having some really, really good finishes. And, 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 and what I mean by really good is, is winning multiple races and, you know, and then also his nights that he is a little bit off, not too far out of the top three, you know, inside that top five. Yeah, it was a uh, big points loss. So he dropped the six in points. He's 16 points back off of the lead. Uh, yeah, that was tough. I mean, dude, I, I don't know, without talking to him I, in respect to him, I didn't want to sit here and, and text him and ask him like, dude, what happened? I just, I know I wouldn't want someone to ask me, uh, especially coming off of a, of a bad weekend like that. Like, I mean, fifth is different. Like, Hey, I got tight. You know, I just, you know, like, yep. like I'm referencing Tampa. So I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more, um, at the end of the day, I just, and we'll, we'll switch to Chase Sexton after this RV, but Dude, that guy has to answer to no one. Uh, he's the yep. second winningest rider in Supercross history. He's a two-time Supercross champ, multi-time uh, MX champ. And, dude, the guy has, has made a great living. And you know what? If if the end of the road is near, who cares, man? I just want to I want to celebrate his good rides and watch exactly. him when he's on, right? I want to watch him when he's on and enjoy those moments. Exactly. Uh, Take it all in. If this is, is, if like you said, if the end of the road is, is closing in on him for, for his career. I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I hope it's not. No, no, totally, totally. But, but from the fan's perspective, like, dude, give the guy, um, I mean, he's one of the best. Don't beat him up. Don't beat him up. Don't beat him up. He's like you said, he's, he's second all time um, for wins and super cross. Like, you know, let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's praise the guy if, if this yeah. is, and like you said, we hope it's not, but, um, it's, it's, it's looking interesting. Put it saving money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards, we have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents, lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at that way um chase sexton duty grab he's he grabs a red plate from his his teammate and uh ap did really well actually he uh i think that he was a little slow off the start he got a bad start so he was in back of the pack and he was losing some ground early but he made a push uh he made a push uh the second half of the race but this guy chase sexton really Really uneventful. He held Jet Jet pretty close for about half of the race, and then he made some mistakes. Uh, one, he had one in the whoops. Uh, he talked about it a little bit. But the interesting thing, RV, um, we had a sound bite, and I was going to talk about it, but or, or ha- play it uh, that they they talked to him at uh, press day, and he said that he the two he he he's felt the worst. At Anaheim one and Anaheim two, and up until this past weekend, those were the only two dry races. Races, so that's interesting to me. Uh, how he's been pretty vocal about mm. how he keeps testing and wanting to get better. Um, I think that's that's not in the spot you want to be. You know, I mean, when you when you change from one team to another, you're hoping that you know you know it's not a parallel, it's not a lateral move. It's a you know or you're you're switching to be better right so he keeps saying that he needs to test that they're getting better they're getting better so like getting better um isn't there 
so that's what I'm keeping my mind. Does he have the points lead? Yes, he does. Um, uh, I will say this. Um, I wrote this in my notes and I said, how much is, uh, he's been much more consistent this year, RV. I say, Mm -hmm. how much is his consistency is due to the new bike versus him just growing as a rider. So you take the past two years and the mistakes that he's made, and we've been super critical of him for good reason. Um, how much like, can, can we say it's because of the bike? Or do we give him more of the credit of him him changing him his mindset and not going over that limit and keeping it on two wheels? Like what what is your feel or your reaction for there? Like how much is it the bike and how much is it him just you know checking up? What do you think? Well, I think I, I think a big chunk of it is him. Um, I will say that I think he mature. You know, another yep. season under his belt. He, he I mean he had to make a change, right? Meaning he had to make a change with himself and and stop making those mistakes now is the motorcycle helping him do that yeah I, I think it might be helping him do that um but just the scenery change moving from from honda over to to, to red bull ktm um mm-hmm. then maybe that's what it needed to kind of light that fire of the consistency and and riding um you know uh not over his head um and the motorcycle may help that so but personally, I would say I'm going to give, I'm going to chalk that up to him just being a smarter, better rider, um, learning from, learning from his mistakes. Uh, and I think it's, I'd say 70, 30, 70%, he's better, 30%, the motorcycle's helping, um, mm-hmm. you know, but he's also, like you said, he's been vocal on, on testing and trying to um, get the motorcycle better, uh, you know, throughout these weeks. And it's very hard to do when, when in, in, in our form of racing, when we have so many rounds back to back to back to back, you only have really, um, for the listeners that are listening, like you normally only test one day a week. I mean, if things are really, really way out of whack, you might do two days of testing. Um, and, and one day of like, call it motos or just like, Hey, the say, so, so let's go. Monday, Tuesday, if we test, then Thursday, we want to ride what we've ended up uh, Tuesday with. We want to get a whole day under our belt on that, on that new setting, new setting. So yep. that we know, we know what it's predictable. We know what it's going to do, right? And, and <clears throat> one day, believe me, is short uh, for some of these changes. If it's a big change, one day can be short, right? So um, I think he needs to keep doing what he's doing. I think he needs to also find a little more speed, a little more fire, um, underneath of him and, and, and really kind of fight for these, you know, he needs to bridge that gap from where he was. We watched when, uh, him uh, coming up to the finish line, checkered flag, you could see the flames go off when jet, when jet went off the finish line. So my point is, is he wasn't, it wasn't like it was a 15 second gap that jet had on him. It looked to me, um, it was only about two and a half to three seconds. So fairly close. Um, but he needs to bridge that gap that, that, that jet has on him right now and put himself in good positions. He can't be, he can't be having these, you know, mediocre starts and then jet gets a whole shot and he's working his way up. You know, he started second, he was able to keep jet honest, but he couldn't bridge that gap. So he's going to have to, maybe it's, maybe it's making a couple more changes, getting that bike where he needs to, to bridge that gap up to jet. Um, but needs to, he ultimately needs to start putting pressure on him because with the, being that Jets only one point down, um, very, very, Boom. very close racing. 
That's what I was going to, that's what I was going to tee you up on is like, you know, some of the, some of our uh, people that are going to go back and forth with us, uh, some of our fans or people that listen or watch our show, RV, they're going to be like, yeah, but he's got the red plate and I'm, I, I'm with you. He has, he's showed great composure looking at the uh, unofficial points right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Chase Sexton has 98 points. Lawrence is one point back. Uh, Plessinger is two points back. Cooper Webb is six points back. And then a fairly decent gap. Eight points behind Cooper Webb is Jason Anderson in fifth place. Eli Tomac, 16 points back. Then Kenny's 21 and so on. Starts to get, get out of hand at that stage. So, yeah, I like his composure. I wonder how much of the difference is the bike versus uh, Chase just getting better uh, and learning from his mistakes, which is obviously the progression that you want to have. At the end of the day, I think as this, the series winds up getting closer to the end, and you have to assume that some guys are going to get better along with Chase, I believe, to your point, RV, he's going to have to find a little bit more fire, a little bit, uh, a little more speed. He did say that uh, on the podium, if you remember, RV said that in these type, those type conditions at Detroit, he felt a lot more comfortable and he was better in those conditions than he was on the Honda. I don't know how true that is. Maybe it was just a stab towards them, but uh, anyhow, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, look, uh, and I'm going to – I'll jump right to that. We, I personally <laughs> think that, you know, we're going to talk Coop, you know, Coop right now. Yeah. We saw yeah. points-wise right there, Coop's only six down. Um, you got Jet, um, you got Chase leading, and then you got uh, Jet in second. And you got AP. Where you with got, dude? Where are you at right now with it? Where are well, you where at? I'm at now is, is Chase and Jet better keep an eye on old Coop because um, I think he's building and we haven't seen the best out of Cooper yet. Um, he looked good this weekend, and dude. We know I'm telling that you. Coop, is, Coop is, it can be cool as a cucumber when he's out there when it comes down to when this series gets down to five to go. And if we're in this situation right now where these points are this close – um, Chase is going to have to deal with the pressure of being in that, in that, in that cooker, right. Of being, Hey, I'm not in the points lead. I don't have a big points points gap. Um, we're fighting for tooth and nail. Um, if I, if it, man, Mike, if I'm a betting guy, if, and I'm in Vegas, I'm taking coop right now, um, to be the guy that's going to be putting pressure on both of those two at the end. Um, I, I you know, I, I think that his, his the way he's showing that he's riding, he's able to number one, he's able to come through the pack really well. Um, the motorcycle looks like it's working very well underneath of him, and I think that his trajectory right now is is going per, going to get better. I, I think I think I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be he's in this for the long haul, and I think it comes down to if not the three of them, it comes he's going to be one of the two that's in there for for fighting for this championship at the very very end. Yeah, uh, Kayla J. Webb, or no, that that's not Kayla J. I'm guessing there's no way. Well, maybe she Webb blamed his bad start uh, on his gate pick, but he was next to Jet, who got the whole shot. Um, I would say, yeah, he was next to Jet, but RV, you know, and you can explain to the the people and our viewers, and to answer uh, Kayla's question. Just because he was next to Jet doesn't mean that the gate and the the conditions after the gate were comparable to what Jet was on, right? No, it, and and back to into what her point is maybe 
or to, to Coop's point, as he blamed it on the gate, was it that he was on? We'd have to pull up a, a replay of the of the start. There was he on the right side? Was so was he on the outside of of Jet? Like just one position on the outside. Of I always tended to try to put myself on the inside of the best of of the good guys. Right. I don't like to be on the Same. outside good guy right because you know you're starting against jet you're starting you get starting against the best guys in the world if they get the jump on you you are left out to dry on this outside especially on a left-hand turn like that so maybe he's referring to that he should have went to the inside gate of jet and even if jet gets the jump on him he can slop drop in right behind him and follow him follow him through the first turn um, he was on the right side or sorry left side of of of, of um of jet so you know, I, I, I don't know. Like you, to your point, it could have been that he had a hole out in front of the gate and rear tire hopped when he came out of the gate and just it, it didn't lay the traction to the ground and, and get him where he needed to be. Um, I don't look at that as an excuse. I look at that like, hey, you're one of the best riders in the world and you need to know where to put yourself against these guys and also pick, you know, look look for those things out in front of the gate, you know, like especially – you know, out in front there, you can't have something that's blue groove out front. You can't have uh, holes out in front of those uh, out in front of the gates. You want to make sure that that tire, when it leaves the leaves that that grate, is just hooking up. You know, so uh, and maybe he didn't have the option. Maybe he didn't have the option. Maybe he was stuck with picking that gate he had. Well, and and, yeah. and um, but that you know, but that's, what but that's where he, yeah, that's where he said he's got to eliminate the mistakes in the heat races. So he does. So he does have a, a good pick, and he is exactly right. I think one thing about Coop is he's going to call it like it is. We're watching where he lays it down. Uh, yeah, that that stings because eventually, I think he went from what he I think I think he only had the eighth pick because he wasn't the fastest heat race. So um, instead of being the seventh pick, he would have been the eighth pick, or however however it worked out. So mm-hmm. and that stings. For sure, and I think like Coop's going to be honest. He's going to call a spade a spade, and uh, if he messes up, he owns it uh, for sure. I think that this year, RV, the starts going back to the starts before we get to our quad lock question of the week. I feel like they're, they're always important. We know that, but I feel what what is that we need to watch is if you have a guy like Cooper who gets the whole shot, and then you have say a Sexton or 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 a jet gets a fifth to sixth place start. I think it's going to be hard for those guys to beat a guy like Coop. Take mm-hmm. it, take this week. If you get a guy like Jet that gets the whole shot, and then Coop is way back. Yeah, he just was. Yeah, he was laid off the gate. He's lucky he didn't crash. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get a guy like Coop that starts bad and like the roles are reversed and he's six. It's going to be really, really, really hard to reel in that gap just because you're going to lose so much track position, you know, the first five, five, six laps until he can get into a spot where he could possibly make up time. I just, that's where those situations are going to be interesting to watch this year. I feel like who the hell knows. Yep. No, I I agree. You got it. You have to put yourself in a good position um, off the line. doesn't matter what track, what, 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 what uh, conditions. I mean, in this field, you have to start up front. And when we, so we yeah, say it every, every time we, we, everybody knows it's like their starts are so critical. So critical. Yep. yep. They did 28 laps in the, uh, there you the, go. Uh, so back to that question of what's difference of it, track breaking down, you know, that's eight more laps than, than, than me and you ever did Ricky. Oh um, yeah. You know, in, yep. in, a, in a race, in a race format. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. 
before we get to um, the end of the show and we, we do a little NBC promo, we got the quad lock question of the week. Get over to quadlockcase.com, check out their product, best in the business. We talk about them every single weekend. I think it's best that you go check out their website and you can look at everything for yourself instead of me explaining it to you. I love I love what they bring to the table. I love their products and all the options that they have. Just a great company as well. Some really good people over there. Uh, Quadlock question of the week. The winner is Paul Marner. Uh, Paul, you know what to do. Slide into the... Uh, uh, direct message on the title 24 Instagram page, and we will get you locked in with uh, quad lock and then we'll send you your merch. Make sure um, yeah, you, you post about it. Tell, tell us what you like about it as well. They love the feedback. Um, Paul Marner asks, is it time to combine 250 East West championships? One bad race has massive consequences in the regional championships. What do you think? I mean, that's a, that is a tough one. You know, it, it, just take 450 guys, for example, it's hard for our veterans and the guys that have been in this sport for, for a long time to make it through 17 rounds. Now you put these kids in 17 rounds and, and try to have them make it through 17. Um, it's definitely tough. Uh, I think that I've, I've questioned that myself. You know, I, I've tried to run it through my head. What would be the scenarios? Is it good? Is it bad? Would it be better? Um, on one hand, I do think that it would be cool to, to combine, maybe not all 17, but make it a 12 race series or a, or a 10 race series. I don't really know. But once again, guys that comes into, you know, the program, the, the, the program that Feld and AMA have, you know, you, you, right. you get rid of a, it, it's, it's, it's planning and, you know, we have the, the program works very well, how it works, right. Having, having the 250 class and the 450. So you can't have them run like a 12 round series or a 10 round series. You got If you're going to do it, you got to have them there every single weekend, all of them. Um, I think it would take a long time or not long, but a fair amount of time to, to get these riders to change their thinking. And, and why I say that is, 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 you see these eight race, these eight races that these guys do. It is, it is kind of every race is so, so, so critical. Um, they it's might like hang it out. Football. I mean, dude, yeah. you, you give up a game in college football, you're out of the playoffs. Not, not necessarily. So don't beat me up people. I, I understand like now with the playoff yeah. system, but before the playoff system, dude, like you, every Very game critical. means something. You can't lay up like like in the NFL or MLB or NBA. You know, like everything, every race is means something. It's a little extra. I just don't know if the if the if the if that class is ready for that. It's ready it's that. you know it's just like when I moved from from the from the 250 class to the 450. Like I had two complete bust learning years. I Ricky, same thing with you, yep, right? Like major learning years, um, and then to to put yourself and run 17 rounds like that, um, it's definitely it's very tough. Not to say they couldn't do it. Not to say if they said next year, hey, we're running all 17 rounds, and in three or four years, it, their mentality changes. Their their the way they think of these races kind of changes, and they they're in it for the long haul. But like if you were to just say, hey, next year we're going 17 rounds, I think you're gonna have you're going to have guys that you're going to have a lot of the members in that field that may not make it through 17 rounds with just nagging injuries um, and being able to, you know, sustain that much pressure, that much exertion for 17 rounds. 
um, in, in the 250 class. It's it's a huge difference. It really is. Yep. There you go. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm kind of like I'm torn between it. Um, would it be cool? You know, because like NASCAR and the Xfinity series is, is similar. I don't think they have as many uh, races as the cup series does. Um, you know, what does that look like from a cost standpoint? You know, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. That's, it's a big jump going from nine races to your point RV to, you know, going 14 to, and if they did the full series, 17, it's, it's big. And it's especially, the younger, especially the younger guys, it would, I feel like it would be tough on them. Uh, you know, if something went wrong, just, just not a lot of, uh, not a lot of really, really because a problem with teams that have four riders, right. As, as, as two fifty teams, you know, because, um, to, you, you know, it added cost to your point. Like I know they race outdoors with four riders, but now you're doing four riders in supercross that would probably really spike the cost of, of those teams of the, of the, of the two fifty teams that aren't on the same budget as a four fifty team. Right. All right. Uh, Paul Marner, thank you very much. Good question, by the way. Congratulations on the Quadlock question of the week. Quadlock, thank you very much. Remember, again, check out quadlockcase.com. Check out all the cool stuff they have. I think you will be pleasantly surprised. Uh, Shifting gears, looking forward to uh, heading to Glendale. I love going there. Uh, if you need to know times and when we're airing it and where we're airing it, remember a uh, little supermoto cross on NBC promo. Uh, always remember Thursday, SMX Insider with Wygant and JT. That will be at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. And then switching to Saturday, race day live starts at 3 p.m. Eastern, live on Peacock. Make sure you check that out, watching all the pra- uh, practice action. And then for the night show, 8.30, round six, Monster Energy Supercross. The Super Motocross World Championship will be 8.30 p.m. Eastern on uh, on Peacock. So, I love that place. Did you, you like Glendale? I did. I did like, I like, I did like racing there. Um, I, I like the hard pack dirt. Uh, I did uh, seem to do pretty well there. Um, in the past, it's a good stadium. You get to Arizona, it tends to be really warm. They're coming from Detroit. That's, that was yeah. frigid, frigid temperatures. Now we're heading over to Arizona where it's definitely going to be a lot, lot warmer. Um, I'm sure the guys are stoked with that. Obviously, open pits and, and, you know, your experience with Supercross when it is, when, when it is a little bit warmer is, is obviously much nicer, right? So um, <clears throat> definitely looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Got the West, 250 West is back, maybe a Levi, um, RJ uh, battle. There's other guys out there, plenty capable uh, of winning, no doubt. Think about Nate Thrasher, Jordan Smith, maybe wanting some redemption. So don't sleep on those other two two guys as well. I'm not even going to um, speculate, but I think it's going to be a good one. I agree, man. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Get those guys back out there and uh, kind of see who's going to establish taking this West Coast to that yeah. next level. Is it going right. to be Hampshire? Is it going to be Jordan Smith? Levi, if I'm biased, I'm going for the hometown hero, Levi Kitchen. Um, I'd like to see him, him, him finally uh, kind of get some more wins under his belt and, and take control yeah. of this thing. But right now, it's it's free game for it's anybody, anyone, right? Yeah, 
Yep, yep. I'm with you. I'm I'm waiting to see who's going to uh, take control. And this is going to be an important race because they don't race for a while after this event. So, uh, you know, as you know, RV, it's always special when you have a long break to to go out with the win and give those guys a little taste of something to think about what they got to look forward to uh, moving forward. Quick track map review. Uh, Here it is. A, A shorter start. Normally it's a bit longer. Uh, but this is the biggest floor that we go to, I believe, inside of a closed stadium. I love it. Mm-hmm. To Arfi's point, there you go. Perfect. And the beautiful uh, first turn uh, corner, long rhythm lane is going to be really fast. Say, look how long the rhythm sections are. Yeah. It's going to be <clears> really <throat> long. Yeah. Two stand sections. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not much, nothing much in the turns, right? So it keeps keeps it uh, keeps it clean and keeps it a little more manageable for the for the goggle guys out there that it's not in the turns. But um, but interesting to see because when the sand is set up there, you go right in front of the starting gate right there. If that sand gets drug out out onto that blue groove hard pack section there, um, mm-hmm. very technical when you get the sand on top of that uh, that Arizona hard pack. That's right. That's right. All right, RV. Good stuff. <clears throat> You bringing it, uh, bringing it to life every week here on Title Twenty Four. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening, watching. Uh, thank you to all our our partners, um, Quad Lock Case, United Motorsports, Boxo USA, and of course Dunlop Tires. Uh, great companies. We appreciate you guys. Uh, everyone, remember we're on all platforms for podcasts. If you're just listening to us, uh, wherever, whatever, whatever you use in that regard, go listen to us. Download it. And listen. And then, of course, if you watch us, always on Motorsports, on NBC's YouTube page. And, of course, we're live on uh, Peacock. Remember, uh, we got a Facebook page that uh, we want you guys to check out. Uh, Facebook.com slash Title24, spelled out 24. So uh, make sure you guys check out our new uh, Facebook page. We'll start uh, fielding some questions and answering stuff there. Trying to look at it easier way to, uh, to engage with you guys. So uh, we appreciate everyone's support. And uh, RV, we will see everyone next week. That's right, baby. The path to retirement is different for everyone. And as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement. Whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.